to get it down to the five. Allen still has it, and Josh Allen is going to take it to the end zone for the touchdown. That's life. He's hit on release. He got hammered by Matt Milano for the second time. Yeah, this is Milano to the ground. Oh my goodness, he's trying to breathe with it. Point is, going to cap for you, buddy. Oh, Flacco, that may have been thrown the football. He got hit by Russo. They may have to check and see. They're treating it like a fumble and a recovery by the bill. Needs 10 to keep it alive. Ball deflected at the line, and the Bills are going to take it. Welcome, everyone. This is Queens to Jersey. My name is Stephen. Alongside me is my co-host, Jason. How's it going tonight? And we are... Just going to get right into things. Jets lose uh, 12-20 to 20 against the Bills in Buffalo. Uh, really bad weather today. Definitely played a big factor in the game. Offense just did not perform stats-wise. Mike White goes 27 of 34, 268 yards. He had no touchdowns, no interceptions. Zonovan Knight, 17 carries, 71 yards, one touchdown rushing. Garrett Wilson, six receptions, 78 yards. Elijah Moore, six receptions, 60 yards. Quinn Williams, uh, two sacks before he got hurt. He's listed as day-to-day, really hoping that that's not a serious injury because he, without him, we'll get into it, the defense was like half of itself. Um, <clears throat> Is um 27 to 34, right? Oh, no, you know what? You're you're right. It's uh, 27 to 41, I think. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Yeah, I mean, my bad. I was about to say, that's good pretty good. Good call. Yeah, no, 27 to 34 would be really good. 27 to 41 isn't bad. No. But, but yeah, uh, we'll get into that. Um, good call, though. Some things that were good were the defense, obviously. They, they played really well, holding the Bills to only 20 points. I mean, you got to respect that. They've been great all year. Uh, Josh Allen only had, like, less than 150 yards passing. Uh, Stefan Diggs had three catches for thirty-seven yeah, yards. He was no part of their win today. You gotta, you gotta at least enjoy that. It, I don't enjoy much no, of this win. No, like no, enjoyment and this game, not very equal. But uh, yeah, what do you think? I just like I said last week, just sloppy. You know, in the first half, put up a donut again. Yeah, that's a huge, just, huge problem for me. We're sick of it. Why are they constantly, and you really did start this trend, like this trend of thinking for me, why are they performing so badly out of the gate? They come out and they just cannot click in the first half. And the thing is, you can't even really blame the defense because, no, you know, how, how, much, how many times can you stop an offense like the Bills? Yeah, you no. Know, that, they that, do it so much, and at the end of the day, they're going to get theirs. Mm-hmm. A team like that at home is going to get points and so i definitely don't blame the defense yeah no one's screaming at cj mosley for that penalty it was stupid but like it was also kind of a stupid play by the bills i don't know uh and then they just gave up an easy touchdown that that really hurt and there were a lot of plays throughout this game where yeah like you said like the last few weeks multiple plays for multiple players that just hurt us um yeah i mean the defense played their hearts out quinnon is one of the best defensive players that we've had in a long time it seems like yeah you know what worries me about the injury is that you know that he's so tough he wouldn't have come out if it didn't if it wasn't something at least bad enough to keep him out literally for the game you know he would have been back 
Yeah, uh the team struggled on offense, obviously. The run that, game was – Zonovan Knight's numbers weren't bad, but it doesn't – like, the run game was bad today. Yeah, it was – It's been bad the last couple weeks. It was weeks. non-existent. And when the run game isn't good, the offense does not thrive at all. Like, it, it really, really struggles when the run game isn't doing well. And it happened with Zach Wilson, and Mike White's able to overcome it more, but it, it does them no favors. They can't – efficiently drive the offense when the run game isn't going. The few times they had drives that were working today were when Zonvin Knight was breaking for, you know, 10-plus yard runs. And the thing is, they couldn't even get into field goal range in the first half. No. Not one time did they get into field goal range. And it's a lot like the Gase offense at, at this point in the first half. I wouldn't call it the Gase offense. There's at least some, like, there's a lot more playmakers and and... Which honestly makes it sound worse. Exactly. Yeah. You, you know got to get the ball to Garrett Wilson more. It's unacceptable. Yeah. He's your star. He needs to be getting the Feed ball. Feed him. Like, at least, I don't know how many targets he had, for, like, total today. Elijah Moore had 10. You had to think that Garrett had more than 10. I don't I don't think he did. But he, you got to give him more targets. He's easily the most electric player on the team. He's the only real playmaker, him and Zonovan, maybe. Yeah. Zonovan has been really, like, a bright spot. And I saw some people talking about it the other day. He kind of makes Michael Carter expendable. I don't know. James Robinson doesn't have a place on this team anymore, unfortunately. No, but, definitely not. And the sad thing is, he might now that Michael Carter can't hold on to the football in a big moment. That was a really bad fumble he had. In, it was that the was fourth the quarter. Yeah, it was a drive where they could have tied it up. No, no. They or, no, it was before that, yeah. Okay. I think it was after the safety. What did you think of the kick? Kicking the field goal in the fourth instead of going for it on fourth down. I'm a little biased because I had the Jets plus 10. Mm. So because they kicked that field goal, I did cover. But I would have gone for that for sure. It, it just changes the mindset you have so much. Going in needing you know a touchdown for the win or a field goal just to tie it up if they convert the two-point conversion. And the defense did their job. Oh, all game they did. This is one of the best offenses ever, de- people. Defenses. I mean, oh, oh, no, I know, the Bills. Oh, the Bills, Bills, okay, yeah. I mean, it this, is a very, very good This quarterback offense. and receiver duo is, you know, as good as any that we've seen. Yeah. And this guy could run it, which he did, you Not saw Not only today. can he run it, you can't bring him down. No, he takes two or three men. He jumped over Quincy oh, Williams. He jumped over two guys today. When he's incredible. running, he's like Lamar Jackson and freaking Roethlisberger yeah. or Gronk. A fast ba- you big Ben. You can't bring him down. It's like a big Ben who's yeah. mobile, and, you know, that's scary. So, I mean, the Not Jets that it's defense. news to anyone, but just watching it, it's like you, you just throw your hands up and say, what can you do when they try to tackle him? Yeah, the Jets' defense did their jobs today. It comes down to their offensive line. And, and with that, you know, you can beg on the run game. It comes down to the offensive line that didn't play yeah. well either. They played That's really, I, yeah, really yeah, subpar. Yeah. And Mike LaFleur, I don't know what it was, but it's just not good. It's inconsistent. That's it's what it is good. all year. I mean, right now it's just been not good. And and it, it's not like this is some major shock. You get hopes because you get you win a couple games, but then... You play good teams, and we're we're close. We're really close, but we're we're not there yet. It's the reality of it, and it sucks to say. No, we're but not we're not going to be able to go into a Kansas City or Cincinnati and win right not now. Not a shot. You know, maybe we can hold them to under thirty, but the offense isn't going to put up more than that. Exactly, exactly. And the sad thing is, I had a buddy text me 
you know, who to start in fantasy this week. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, Zonovan Knight or some other guy. And I went the other guy just because I had a feeling that the Jets' offense just wouldn't have it today. And Zonovan Knight was their best offensive player today. Yeah, it, so. it's easy to forget just how better they were with Elijah Vera Tucker. He's so oh, valuable. he's a leader on that offensive line. Like, I people and, aren't talking about it enough. They talk about Brees and they talk about some of the other injuries, but, like, he is so, so brutal to not yeah. have out there. I think I miss, you know, him more than I do Brees Hall. Yeah, and clearly having Mitchell who won't play for the rest of the season due to the blood clots. Like, that's tough, too. He was really good. Mm-hmm. You know, just all... And, like, they were depth pieces that we now just don't have. And you can see that injuries happen in the NFL, but it's really... Just because they happen doesn't mean they negative, they don't negatively impact the team. And they're negatively impacting the team, especially the offensive line. And when the offensive line doesn't perform, they, they're going to struggle. Yeah, and... We could sit here and talk about how Mike White played, and I'm not going to do what Jets media does and say that he's the future quarterback and that he's a star because he came in twice. I, I get that. Right. I get that, and I agree. I totally agree. I, I'm not going to say he's like our franchise quarterback, but I'd be lying if I said I actually didn't want him to be at this point. I mean, you got to respect him coming that back into you the game. If you're not rooting for Mike White... I don't get it. How can't you root for this guy? You have to, yeah. But the thing is, there's a difference between rooting for the guy and actually believing that he's a future quarterback. I know. That's totally true. But he's not not giving me a reason to believe he totally can't be. He played decent today. He's playing like an NFL quarterback. Yeah, I mean... I don't. I don't even know who to blame if it's him or Lafleur for the lack of the offense. Oh, it's and not it's on Mike White. Not on Mike White, but it's everyone's problem. That when shot he took. I mean, uh, it's obviously something people are going to be talking about. But like, oh my God, how did, the fact that you and you want to? We can get into this a bit because you had mentioned earlier you you wish Zach Wilson was active today because he should have come in. But the problem I have with that is that if you put Zach Wilson in. Mike White's not coming back into that game. I well, really, really don't how, think. how Wilson's playing. Maybe if he goes out there and he fumbles like Joe Flacco did. Oh, that was pathetic. But I, I still think that with that shot, if Joe Flacco, like because Joe Flacco came out and fumbled literally on the first play he had, I, I just think that, and then as soon as you do that, you, you're not having as good of a shot to win that game. Even when Mike White came back, he still played pretty decent. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to sit here and say he's he's a future quarterback for the New York Jets, so in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree, I, I, but I'm not saying he can't be. I'm not ruling it out. Like, I mean, I hope I'm wrong when I say it. And he, he will start the rest of the year in, unless he shits the bed against Detroit, which is a very good possibility considering how hot they are. But he has to show up. The Jets have to beat Detroit. And the only way he is the the starting quarterback for the Jets next season is if they make the playoffs. There's no other way that he gets the starting job unless he plays his dick off, which he's not going to. But we'll see what happens. The Lions and Jaguars are two two tough teams, two of the hottest teams in football. So it's a good test for him. And I mean, we'll see. Well, you know, the question we have, if he is the future, will be answered, which is a good thing. I think he'll be able to compete with Jacksonville or with uh, Detroit's defense. Yeah, no, it's not very good. But I it's think definitely not next the worst. week will be super critical on if Quinn and Williams plays or not. It really because the defense played fantastic, but you can't deny that they were not as good 
when Quentin Williams came out. The, yeah, the, well, the run game, the run he's defense, obviously a difference maker. Was just a shell of itself. Like you said with Vera Tucker, he's the leader of yeah. that defensive line. So yeah. obviously, there's going to be a hole there. But if they have time to prepare for it, mm-hmm. they should be able to. And that's the thing with with what I was saying before. I'm not just going to blame the coaching staff. I'm not just going to blame the offensive line. It's a team I'm gonna, game. Yeah. I'm going to blame White a little also for putting up a donut in the first half. Yeah. And uh, it's just, it can't happen. It's three points. You have a kicker who could hit it from 60, a reporter was saying before the game. I mean, he has. 60 yards. He has. How can you not give we him a him chance? saw him do it last week. It's unbelievable. In that Buffalo weather, though. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, I'm not the guy to talk highly about LaFleur right now, for sure. And I'm not just blaming him. The offensive line has to play better. But everything about this offense is just gross it's just not fun i don't enjoy watching it it's, it's it doesn't boring. feel it doesn't it's yeah boring. that's exactly where i was i was about to say is that it just doesn't feel creative it doesn't feel it, it and like it's tough because when zach was starting you were going make the easy plays make the check downs but with mike white it almost feels like he does it too much and i get it that you know it, it i'm conflicted on is he is does it inflate his stats or, or is he really, like, is that just the efficient thing to do? Maybe the offense isn't good enough and he's just taking the best option he is, which I think he is. And then to that, it's what you're saying. It's on Mike LaFleur. He needs to game plan better. Absolutely. Yeah. And that comes down to Robert Sala because you're the guy and in charge of them. They're buddy-buddy. And I, I get mean, it, but you, you need to realize that you're the head coach of this football team. I, I'm a fan of Robert Sala and I still believe in him. But when when you see these offensive performances in the first half, you need to interfere and you need to intervene and you need to say, we need to fix this because yeah. it's actively losing us games now. So my theory on it, and I think about it all the time, obviously, on yeah. why they never come out good. Michael Flora comes up with a game plan just, and it's just the worst thing ever. I mean, there's nothing else you could really say about it. What I think is that they game plan with what works. When the Jets' offense is working, what I was saying before is when the run game is working. And he probably game plans that let's establish the run game. And then in the first half of all these games, they're getting nothing. And he just throws that game plan out the window and says, I guess we're going to throw. And then these half-assed throwing plays end up more than half the time with Mike White checking down. Or him getting sacked. Or a penalty to back us up. Yeah. And so, it's yeah. not on Mike White. You're not giving him the best tools to succeed unless you're playing a crap defense like Chicago. Yeah, that's that's what I was saying in the podcast from uh, two times I, ago. I get it, and I agree. But I'm not blaming Mike White for that. No, I do think no, I you know. see when he can play, and if you give him the right tools to succeed, he can he can use them and he can do it. It's clearly not Mike White's fault they lost the game, but... He obviously didn't do anything special enough for them to win the game, even with the he shit play calling and the shit line that he had to I deal with. I still think he made some throws that were really impressive. He like made you some gotta good see throws, but where's the upside in him that, that the there tuck, is there? Where's the long ball? Yeah, where, he, where's Garrett Wilson? He did throw like only one or two, and they weren't great. I mean, the one to Barrios was a great throw. That was a really good ball. Yeah, that was a the good one to one. Garrett Wilson on the first drive on third down was a really good oh, ball. Like I said, he had a couple, you know, more than a couple really great plays. I just don't see him as the future Jets quarterback. I, I don't 
either, but I don't not. And I like we're just a little I feel like we're a little divided there. We're just a little bit. It's not that I totally disagree with you. It's just that I don't fully agree with Obviously, you Obviously, it's a possibility. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. You know, the NFL is a crazy place. But when it comes to, I mean, it's a great defense, right, Buffalo? And in the next few weeks, you're going to tell a lot about the kid. For sure. Because I mean, if they lose against Detroit that and he doesn't, and he puts up numbers like he does today, it's a big problem. Yeah, Minnesota was, was difficult to kind of decipher because, you know, there were some good plays, but again, poor execution, especially in the first half. And then Chicago, obviously, you can't fully go off of. So next week, you're right, is going to be a really big test with a team that we're playing that's kind of at that similar state that we are, where they are competing pretty much every game, but they're not good enough to beat most of these teams. They won today. It was a really good win, and they're hot right now, like you said. But they're just just at that point where they're about to be. Mm-hmm. And they're getting healthy at the right time. Yeah. The Lions, Jameson Williams had his first touchdown from Alabama today. Yeah, good for him. He's going to be a problem After that week. knee injury at Alabama that held him out for mm-hmm. a while, definitely killed his draft stock, but he's going to be really good. The good news for the Jets is Goff isn't so great in the cold weather. Yeah. And it's supposed to be 40 Sunday, which is an early forecast. Hopefully he doesn't like, you know, hopefully he doesn't like the cold weather. And hopefully the Jets get his ass. Yeah. A uh, couple final thoughts on, on that is I hope that they elevate Strebler. Uh Not to start, obviously, but, like, have him in there as an option because Joe Flacco shouldn't be. I agree with you on that. Joe Flacco should be nowhere near the Jets organization. He should be cut tonight. He reminds me of that of that kid on, like, a sports team or something, you know, on, on in, like, high school who never plays and just chats with all the players on, like, the sideline and during practice, and the coaches are just like, hey, quit distracting everyone. Because that's all I see him do is chatting it up with Zach or someone. He should be inactive or cut. It's really, it's a darn shame that they made that mistake to let him come into the game because you could also say that was a major turning point in today's game when Joe Flacco fumbled. Yeah, it was, it was bad. On paper, you're like, okay, Mike White and him play a similar-esque kind of game, but Joe Flacco just is it's like almost 40. He doesn't have it. <laughs> Joe Flacco looks very, very bad. That was some of the worst. It was like three plays, right? Yeah, that was some <laughs> of the worst quarterback play I've seen in a long so, time. So yeah, have Strevel in there. I even use him on some like option plays. I would like that. You know, yeah, I agree. Be creative. Do something a little different. Maybe score some points in the first two quarters of the game. But I think that's on Douglas and Salah having uh, Flacco as the backup. Because yeah. I think that was very stupid. And well, then, they had him for the like veteran said, presence and all that. Could have cost him the game. Yeah. Having him as the backup today. He can't play. I don't know how he did that in the first three weeks, but. No, yeah, especially the Cleveland fourth quarter. I mean, the guy can't play, yeah. I mean, that was lucky as hell. That we are a bit blinded game. by that fourth quarter. Beyond that, he played like absolute dog shit. It's just a, it's tough to tell if the Jets are good. And I don't think they're there yet, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. They're close. That's they, a good thing, is that they're not a team that's on the decline. They have to keep a lot of their defense, maybe get a safety and a linebacker, keep all those defensive line guys, especially Quinnen. Yep, pay him. Get a safety linebacker, like I said, and fix the fucking offense. Get some fucking linemen who are here to stay and pay the premium price for it. Couldn't have said it better myself. I think we should just move on with that. That seems like a good place to wrap up the jet talk. Uh, Moving on to the rest of the games. 
Let's talk about the Giants. I mean, this is a New York sports podcast. Like, we don't like the Giants, but should they be worried? Yes. You think so? You think... I, I mean, think, not as much as Jets fans should be, but probably well, close. Let's just say last season, I remember watching because my buddy's an Eagles fan. Eagles played the Giants, and the Eagles were a playoff team last year. While the Giants had Joe Judge, and they were kneeling, you know, on third down. QB sneaking on third and long. But they beat the Eagles last season. Yeah, That shit Giants team beat the Eagles last season. So, for them to come out... That and, Eagles team is a lot better this year, though. For the, But for them to put, come out and put an absolute shit show of what they did today, I mean, that's unacceptable. Yeah, the rushing defense was atrocious and on their part, had, giving had, up well over uh, 250 yards rushing. The thing is, though, the only ones who are beating the Eagles are themselves with the talent that they have. Yeah, no, you're I right. Mean, if they they're not the favorites incredible. to come out of the NFC, I don't know who is. How about that Purdy kid, huh? He played well. He played really well. I was going to talk think... about him when we talk about San Fran, but yeah, no, we'll I, save it. I mean, I mean, it, it was pretty. It was pretty crazy. We can. I mean, Giants fans. To yeah. sum that up, just like they they need to similarly to the Jets, they need to outplay the rest of their schedule, and, and they need to make a lot of moves this offseason. They need to get some talent. Oh yeah, weapons and help some help Daniel Jones yep. out. I think they. I think he's not the problem there. I think no. he's done a good job this I year. I think they need a linebacker. You know, they could fix that defense up a little. Maybe a cornerback or a safety. I know they're injured, but they could obviously use the depth. And you can complain and you can say, yeah, they didn't compete at all today and they lost last week and they just, you know, haven't played incredibly well. But Brian Dabble has done a really good job with the minimum talent that he has. Everyone knows that. As of this moment, the Giants are in a better spot for the playoffs than the Jets are. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not as much as the Jets fans should they worry, but close. They're not there yet, but, but... a couple more losses and you start to go, something has flipped. Yeah, no, I, I think the Jets are a better team than the Giants. Talent-wise, Just by a little bit. Yeah. But. And I love Salah, but, or like I'm a big fan of him, but Dabble's a better coach. Yes, I'd agree with that. What do you think of Deshaun? I mean, two weeks uh, of pretty crap play. It is the Bengals, one of the best teams in football, but j- just a bad two weeks of, of football from him. Just yeah, bad. from what I've seen... I think that Stefanski might be uh, the next victim gone. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that, and I said when we did the hot seat ratings that it would be crucial on how Deshaun did in that offense, and I think you're right. It's I think just not working. You right give now. up that kind of assets for a quarterback, and you sign him to that contract, and then the coach doesn't, you know, and either, even if it's not on him, you're not going to get rid of the quarterback. You're going to fire the coach. Coaches go. That's the politics of football. Exactly. They they can't even get rid of Watson on that deal, so no. he has to go. And nobody would want him. Maybe they'll give him one more year, but if they can't do anything next year, he's definitely gone. Maybe I don't mid-season. know what their relationship is. That's probably a big factor, too. But Yeah, but Watson definitely looked better than last week, at least. Last week, he looked like an absolute shell of a man. Yeah, oh my God. But, I, but his numbers a little were better terrible this week. today, but they weren't good. He averaged no. like... Under seven yards of pass, like yeah, no, the Bengals defense is one of the best in the league at, on the road. So, I'm sure it was definitely strange for him to be back playing and everyone calling him, you know, names and all in the crowd. But I think that 
honestly, he'll be fine. He made a couple of plays where I was like, wow, this guy's actually pretty, like, he's still got some speed on him. He started the game pretty well. I think he completed, like, yeah. his first three or four yeah, passes. Yeah, yeah, no, then, for sure. But, I mean. Like I said, we'll see how next week, the next few weeks go. But right now, I'm not going to give up on Deshaun, you know, playing well. I think he's going to be okay the next few years for Cleveland. Yeah, I don't know if they'll be contenders. They need they need a lot more. Not this season. No, no not next season close. maybe. They won't make the playoffs. This no, year, no, but, no, no. But you think they'll be a contender next year, like a Super Bowl contender or a playoff contender? There, there's a difference. A playoff contender. Yeah, like next year, I expect the Jets to be a playoff contender. I don't know about a Super Bowl contender. Let's yeah, see what they do. We'll see the moves that you know. That's the same with the Browns. So see the moves that they they make. Yeah. Um, Back to uh, Purdy though. Yeah, I mean a little of a hot take. He might be better than old Garoppolo. I mean... Uncle Jimmy. It's a little early, but I think people are going to start questioning it. And then, you know, if he plays really well, do you even question, like, making him the starter? I don't know. That's getting ahead of ourselves. For sure. I've said this to you on recent podcasts about how a lot of quarterbacks could succeed with an offense with Debo, McCaffrey, and Kittle. And hopefully Debo's all right. He got hurt today. Mm -hmm. Might be a season-ending injury, so... Well, that'll be a good test for Purdy. Yeah, no, they won't have him. I mean, Sam Darnold went 3-0 to start with Christian McCaffrey. It's pretty easy to win with him. Yeah, oh, he had a pretty big game today. Yeah. So you got to just get him the ball. That touchdown he threw was a really nice ball to him. Yeah, no, he made a couple mistakes, but I saw uh, they were penalties, you know, but I don't know if they were. There was a penalty on the play, but they called it anyway. The Bucks got blown out. The Bucks don't have it until they do. But a team that does control their own destiny, as you were saying before, is Sam Darnold and the Carolina Panthers. How about that? Yeah, I know. Can you believe that? If they went out, they make the playoffs after a shit start that they had. And Sam did enough today. He, you know, thirty Sam points of offense. Well. He, you know, he didn't. He didn't. Yeah, force honestly. anything. He he played. He outplayed Geno Smith. Yeah, for sure. Geno so, had a bad first half. Yeah, the Carolina Panthers defense is very good. Shout out J.C. Horn. All I'm all one of the best I corners in the game. This is that Matt Rule was a horrible head coach. Just terrible. Yeah, they they really seem to bought it. Uh, Who knows to, where they'd be if they fired him before the season? They seem to be bought into Steve Wilkes. And oh, I for think sure, he talk- and he totally deserves that job. He said uh, he should. That was know. like two weeks ago, and absolutely yes. now. <laughs> so far, so good for him. What else was there? Steelers, Ravens, yeah. absolute shit show today. Pickett both, should be back next week, both right? Both quarterbacks got hurt. Who knows? Who came in for a concussion? Or you mean both quarterbacks, like Lamar? or Huntley got, got hurt as well. Who came in? Uh, Brown from Oregon. I think his name's Anthony oh, okay. Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's Anthony, but... You know, he did enough to win. He got a couple first downs when they needed him to. I had the pan, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I was upset. Trubis- I had them in a parlay. Trubisky just, oh, God. He's not. He blew yeah. the game today with three interceptions. What, a what was he, the second or third overall yeah, pick? second. Oh, God. Absolute scrub. <laughs> three interceptions. Cost the Pittsburgh Steelers their playoff hopes. It was just a shit game. They lost 17-16. to 16. What else was there? The Texans-Cowboys. What a crazy game, huh? Uh, yeah, I mean, we knew it was money that the Texans would probably cover that. Davis Mills played okay. There was more 
Driscoll. Uh, Driscoll, I know. What was even, did he get hurt? Did they pull him? I wasn't I just think attention. they were going two quarterbacks yeah. and keeping bold it. Bold take, I mean. Keeping it bold, bold you know, move different. to do that. Lovey Smith still sucks, but. Yeah, oh, he's going to be probably fired. Oh, the second the season ends. What a horrible, they horrible tenure. game. I saw that players weren't happy that he didn't challenge a play at the end of the game where it looked like a Texan got into the end zone. Really? That would have won them the game. Instead, they got stopped, and the Cowboys went and scored a touchdown. Zeke, Zeke and Pollard, I think the best duo in the NFL. Who would you? Who do you? Who would you say? Maybe Hunt or Chubb, but Hunt really hasn't done anything the last few weeks. No, uh, so. it, it's mainly been Chubb, and Chubb's like so clearly the one there. I think you're right; they're a great duo. Miami has some good backs, but uh, mm. you're probably right on that. Yeah, JWJ just got hurt tonight. Speaking of Miami, they just lost. Fuck the Jets over like usual. So as of now, your New York Jets are not the number seven seed. No, right now we're out of the, the playoffs. And, and like you said, next week's a we, we essentially have to win out. Right? The thing is, I agree. And we control our own destiny. Mm-hmm. As long as there's no crap tiebreakers, that'll fuck us. That probably will. Because we're probably going to lose one more game. The Dolphins have won win over us right now and we see them to end the season so knowing how it will go is that if we did win these next three games even then it would probably we'll probably lose to the dolphins in that scenario and then it would be up to another team to lose for yeah, us to get and in they'll probably win and i think it'll be the chargers yeah most likely i don't miami pa- just blew. i don't think the patriots are gonna win monday honestly no i don't either but and that's a good segue if you want to get into uh monday night football my parlay And uh, the pick. Tennessee is a bunch of fucking frauds. (laughs) We've established that here, that that Jason is not a fan of Tennessee. Do you think Mike Vrabel is? No. But if Jacksonville beats the New York Jets, which they're very capable of, they could go on and win the division. Because they end the season with the Texans and Titans. So, very winnable games for them. That would be crazy. And Trevor Lawrence has played very well the last few He's played his ass off, yeah. He looks like a first overall pick that everyone thought he'd be. All right, you want to get into Monday Night Football? Do you have any? You you said you like the I Cardinals. Like Arizona yeah. money line. I, yeah, money but line. That that's your. I that's went your down take. a lot of money this week, so <laughs> so not maybe a lot. Maybe go Patriots. Yeah, right. Maybe don't listen. Let's just say I only bet the Dolphins tonight because I was rooting for them. So you probably shouldn't listen to me. <laughs> and I think my parlay pick last week was close, but I think. I forget what leg it was. There was one leg that I think screwed it up, or or it was just a terrible Mike one. Evans touchdown. Yep, you're right. That was what screwed us. I, we would have won it if Mike Evans had scored that touchdown, but what are you going to do? Move on to the next week. My parlay this week is five legs for tomorrow's game. I agree with you. I think uh, the Cardinals win, but in case I have them at three and a half, so buying two points, uh, James Conner to score a touchdown and over rushing yards, which is only 59 and a half. Uh, you know, it is scary with Kyler, but I think he'll throw. I think they want to protect him uh, and keep him healthy. So instead, I'm actually going to also add Kyler 200 passing yards and under 58.5. It comes out to plus 550. What do you think? Sounds good to me. Yeah, so just one more time. James Conner to score, Cardinals plus 3.5. Under 58.5, Kyler 200 passing yards, James Conner over 59.5 rushing yards. If you want to ride it, let's ride and, uh, yeah, hopefully hopefully we can be two of three if tomorrow's hits in these Monday Night Football parlays. But uh, 
We'll see. Should be a good game. It's a good matchup. Any other thoughts on football before we move on to the Mets? Let's just hope we're in a better mood next week. Yeah, we said that uh, last week, though. Detroit game. I mean, I'm in a slightly better mood just because I wasn't expecting anything, and last week, for some stupid reason, I was. You think they'll beat Detroit, or...? They should. I think they should. And if they don't, then there's gonna there's some questions. There's more questions about like how good is this team? For sure. Uh, Especially if Q, uh, Quinnen doesn't play and they yeah. don't look good, that would be a big issue. Yeah, and I think uh, it'll uh, next week. I mean, we say it every week, but you get more answers every week, but also a lot of more questions. We're, we just want to figure it out. <laughs> you know, we just want to know. Yep. Well said. It's like a like a fucking TV show. Yep. Week by week. Tune in next week. So, switching over to the Mets, it was a big week from last time we talked. Last week we were just kind of mourning over Jacob deGrom, and now this week it's kind of like, who? Yeah, right. We got, what, four or five different players. I think, listen, losing a guy like Jacob deGrom is never going to be good, but if you get Justin Verlander, Jose Quintana, 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 and Senga, I think that's a pretty fair swap. Mm -hmm. That's a... You know, very good rotation, having Cookie as the five, it seems and, like. And that allows you to put Peterson and McGill in the bullpen. You're, you're just establishing the entire pitching staff and much more secure. If stats prove anything right, I mean, McGill in the beginning of seasons is incredible. Yeah, and, so. and he wasn't terrible in the pen. He had a couple outings that weren't great, but mm-hmm. hopefully he can work on that. For and sure. Same with Dave. Same yeah. thing with Dave, because I like both of them a both lot. Both of those guys are young and have high potential. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I enjoy watching them pitch, especially when they're pitching well. And beyond those those three pitchers, we also got David Robinson, Robertson for the bullpen. That's a, He's older, but he's solid. And, I mean, he's going to add just another more reliable arm to that bullpen. Mm-hmm. I think we should still re-sign Adam Adovino. Yeah, no, me too. I think you, you could definitely use one more bullpen piece mm-hmm. and two more batters. Yeah, we we also re-signed Brandon Nimmo to that big eight-year, one hundred and sixty-two million dollar deal. That that's really great because first of all, he was the best outfielder available without a doubt, mm-hmm. and, and it's a you know homegrown guy for us. And, and he really it showed that unlike other free agents, he has loyalty to this team. I I definitely appreciate that, and I I think that Met fans have a really high appreciation for him. For sure. Um, I was at the game where he made that incredible catch. Yeah. And that was by far the best catch I've ever seen live, and I've been to over his 50, enthousia- 50 in- games. His enthusiasm games. after that was just, like, awesome. He was literally, like, screaming hyped up so much. His bat wasn't as it good wasn't as great, we expected it to be this year. But he finished around 265? Yeah, around. And you'd like to see that in the 270s to 280s. For Definitely sure. the 280s. His on-base percentage was solid. Yeah, he draws a lot of walks. Of and course. he's just a great fielder, and he's a really good clubhouse guy. For sure. It seems like no one has ever said anything bad about him. No, and he's never said and anything bad about anyone. He's an easy guy to root for. Yeah. So I really like the move by Steve. And I think we're ready to go. Like I said, we just need two more hitters. And, I mean, I would love a guy like Carlos Correa in our lineup, like you were saying before. Yeah, and, and that brings me to my next point of what's realistic from here. You know, I, I I feel like each time we were like, okay, let's set some expectations, Steve just smashes the ceiling and is like, no, raise them higher. Yeah, I mean, we were hoping to get, 
you know, two out of the three of Sanga, Verlander, Rodon. Yeah, and, and I he did. I or don't Bassett. think I don't think we're getting Bassett now. No, and I'm okay with it. Like I said, I, I think, appreciated uh, his time here. He was a he was a good guy to have, and I I would have been happy if he came back. But I'm not gonna, especially because we got Sanga. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I hope he gets paid. But the rotation set right now. They have the five guys. I think that they're going with. We need two batters. Yeah, and, and I mean Correa would be nice. There's some talks. I don't know what that would really cost. I, I mean, it would have to be something like six years and like I don't even know, a hundred and like fifty. These are huge contracts you'd be giving out. I, I don't even know what the math comes out to on that, but like he's gonna get a big contract. He's a really good player. He didn't have the greatest year in Minnesota, but it was it was solid. He had twenty two homers and like a two ninety average. For sure. He's you know, one of the best shortstops in the game. And I don't even know where we'd put him. Probably at third. But yeah, that's what he said I think he'd play. Because McNeil should stay at second yeah, base. He's no, our second base. Yeah, for sure. Player. And we could move guys around. But I do like Beatty. I think Beatty has tons yeah, of potential. Yeah, and I think you should develop him, though. And I, I'm for cool sure. with him being a bench guy or DHing or, like, putting him in when you're, you know, Yeah, rotating. agreed, agreed. And Dan- Alvarez will be up as well. Yeah, Dansby Swanson's probably the best hitter still available. But unrealistic. And he wouldn't play third. And, yeah, just unrealistic. Where do you think he goes? I don't know. I could see him doing something not like, obviously not Texas, but something like Texas where it's just not a great team, but he gets like a 10, 11-year deal. Maybe Baltimore. That's a nice fit for him. I like that. Yeah, I mean, if they're willing to spend the bag on a player. I heard they're interested in Rodon, so they could make some moves. No, for sure. You mentioned he would be a typical fit for the Yankees the other day. I thought that, or I don't Boston. Think, or Boston. No, that's Andrew's They should gone. totally make a move after him. Yeah, I could definitely they see Correa. him going to Boston. I think they want Correa, though. Yeah, he, he could also. I mean, why he not was with, uh He was with, was it Bregman and Altuve? He was with somebody I could at see. the UFC event last night. You know what? I could see something like what the Texas Rangers did last year. With Seager and Simeon, I could see the Boston Red Sox getting Dansby Swanson and Carlos Correa as their infield of the future and not trade Rafael Devers. And I won't lie to you, that's a very good infield. I would shut up their complaining really quick. And, I mean, they just lost Xander, so they know that they need to spend some money now. I mean, if they don't, if they didn't get either of those guys and pretty much didn't get any big piece, they might sell and trade uh, Rafael Devers. And that's someone who I would love oh. on the Mets. I think all Mets fans, is that's the dream you case scenario. You would get rid of like Beatty, uh, Mauricio. Maybe Vientos as well. Yeah, honestly. Or, or like a pitcher. Yeah. You know, Matt Allen. Yeah, a guy like Rafael Devers comes once in a while. He's yeah. one of the best in the game. That would be something special. He's so talented. And, and you know, people... I, I think the thing with Boston hitters, lefties in Boston and all that, I don't think it's really a thing anymore, personally. Like, obviously, you can hit more home runs in Boston, but I don't think if you hit home runs in Boston, you're not going to hit home runs somewhere else. Mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, and he's a great player beyond that, too, in every way. He's a 5 tool player. That would be huge, but, again, a little unrealistic. There's a couple other hitters that you could look at, you know. I, I heard they were interested in J.D. Martinez, maybe at DH. I think Mark Hanna's available. You know, he's a free agent, right? Is he, I'm not sure. I think is he, he is. I'm not positive. Yeah. I'll look it up real quick. But if he is, I'd be I'd be down to bring a guy like for him For sure. Back. He was a great Met. I enjoyed rooting for a guy like that. And he had some big hits for them. Obviously not in the postseason, but not a lot of guys did have a lot of big hits for them. Ooh, so I might be wrong. He might be under contract. Yeah, I think he is. Oh, okay, you know what? That's great then. So we'll have him. 
I really do want a hitter or two, though, just because that lineup just I think a Correa and, like, a J.D. Martinez, and this team's a contender. For sure. But that's a lot of money Steve Cohen's spending, and I think he's going to end up putting a target on his back, but who cares? Let's just hope they at least get one bullpen piece back, like out of Eno, and then a hitter. At least just one hitter. Yeah. That would be the ideal situation. Two would be like, wow, this team's going to win the World Series if they got two really good hitters. And bullpen, and then you're just, you have a complete roster. Yeah. And young pieces that can develop. You have so much flexibility. You so, can trade for bigger studs. You can develop these guys and then just stack up. Right now, it's just all about how much money Steve Cohen really wants to pay. And how crafty Billy Epler is. That, that's pretty much the breakdown on what happened over the last week with the Mets. And I figured we should maybe play a little Would You Rather on some of those players. And just, you know, it, it's more for fun than fully realistic. Mm-hmm. But some of them are, are legit questions. So... Let's start with, um, would you rather Dansby Swanson or Raphael Devers? It's a tough question. I'd probably have to go with um, Dansby Swanson. Really? I thought you were going to go Raphael Devers. Wow. Why do you say that? I just, you know, obviously we see a lot of Dansby Swanson being in the division. After all that praise we just gave to Raphael Devers, you're really going with Dansby. Interesting. And that last series against the Mets, I mean, one of my... Good friends said he's not that good before the series started. Like a, and uh, we all know he had three home runs three days in he a row against the Mets. And he had an unbelievable season, and he's like 27 or 28 years old. And you, there, there's no wrong answer. Rafael Devers is an all-star. Yeah. You know, future MVP possibility. But, but, but yeah, so no, that's your answer. I, I'm not disagreeing with it. I'm just, I'm, I'm surprised by it. I might personally go with Devers. Mm-hmm, for sure. It's tough. Um, yeah, there's no right answer. I think Devers is probably the smarter answer, but I like, I think Swan, I like Swanson. Dansby's going to get a bag. I think he'll probably end up back with the Braves, but uh, I hope not. Me, me too. I would love it if he didn't. All right. Would you rather JD Martinez or Michael Brantley? JD. I think I agree. Michael Brantley's been hurt the last few, you know, last year. When he plays, he's a good contact hitter. For sure, for sure. He really is. We need some power in this lineup. And it's not like J.D. Martinez really hits for power nowadays. But he has pop still. He can still hit 20 home runs. He definitely does, but he's he's definitely an extra base hit type of guy, Mm -hmm. and that's a guy that we could definitely use in the lineup when Nimmo and McNeil get on, just double to bring them both in. Totally. Something like that, yeah. Totally. Would you rather... Adam Adovino or Craig Kimbrell? Definitely Adovino. Yeah. yeah Kimbrell, I think, lost lost a step. Yep, both are free and agents. I would rather Adovino. He's been here. We know what he can bring. He had mm-hmm. a really great season last year. Yeah, I agree. And then the final one here, and this is a you know, big grand one. Would you rather Juan Soto or Shohei Otani? I mean, Otani, just because he does both, right? Yeah, he's just in everything. Juan Soto might be the greatest hitter, and this is a might be what about, of our generation, but like... What about a healthy Mike Trout or Otani? Oof. That's when it gets, because a healthy Mike yeah, Trout hits right. a home Mike run. Yeah, Mike Trout might be the best hitter of our... He hits a home run the every... current generation of baseball, but I think Juan day. Soto will be the best hitter of the next generation of baseball he's still so young yeah for sure but i still think otani just because like you said he does both he's so so valuable who would you rather have you know right now trout or uh trout or soda 
Soto right now. But for one season? If I know Trout's going to be healthy, but I don't think he is. So Soto. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, and this is crazy to say because Soto's so much younger, but you know Soto can produce in the offseason, and you don't really know with Mike Trout. Has he ever even played in the offseason? The postseason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he plays in the offseason yeah. all the time. <laughs> but, uh, postseason, yeah, yeah. I think one series they made it. I think they got swept. Yeah, so he, there's such a small sample one size of him in the playoffs that you just you don't know. And Juan Soto was a hero. In the, yeah, in the playoffs for in the his Nationals. first season or second season in the MLB. So for that reason, oh, you know, that's what brings him a step there. And the age and everything about being healthy, yeah, I'd go Juan Soto. Um, All right, I got a question for you, except this one is a team. Would you? What team do you think is going to win this division? The Padres or Dodgers this season? And that, that's a good, you know, one of the other points I wanted to bring up about Xander Bogart signing with the Padres for that huge deal is... I, I think not only because you also remember Dodgers lost Trey Turner. Of course, yeah. Cody Bellinger hadn't been great for them, but they don't have him anymore. They're losing some pieces. Justin Turner might not return. These these aren't the megastars of the team, but these were crucial pieces that made them that much better than everybody else. I think the Padres, with Tatis back, with Bogarts, with Soto, who's definitely going to have a better year than he did last year, I think the Padres are going to be better. Yeah, I They agree. also have the pitching. I think... Like you just said, you could arguably make a case that their bullpen might Mm -hmm. be even better than the Dodgers. Yeah. Because in my opinion, the starters are definitely better on San Diego with Musgrove, Darvish, and... Agreed. They have have a deep rotation. Snell ended the season very strong. Yeah, if he can get back to what he was in Tampa. But uh, the Dodgers, I don't think the Dodgers have any great pitchers. Like, they have Kershaw... They're going to get Walker Bueller back. That's going to be big for them. Urias was good. Urias is one of their best ones. Gonsolin, I could see him having a bad year next year. Yeah, he, he was. like that. He's not as good as his season he had. Agreed. And they'll get Dustin May back, which a lot of people compared to He compared to him Syndergaard. to Syndergaard. Yeah, yeah, which I don't know if saying much now. but Dustin May was very solid, though, so we'll see how they do. But I think I would go with the Padres, yeah. Yeah. Most that's... people would probably say that the Dodgers have a better rotation, but yeah, I think I the agree. Padres. Padres are might might be the best team in the NL. And the Padres be the best clearly team in the league. have the better lineup yeah. now, yeah. It, they're going to be scary. Any Any final thoughts on the Mets and the MLB or the NFL just before we wrap up? Yeah, I mean, I hope Steve keeps making moves. Yeah, I would love to see, like you said, at least like two to three more moves, whether that be, you know, two hitters or a hitter and a relief pitcher or all of that, which would be amazing. But they're not done. They shouldn't be done. No, not yet. Uh, I know that this this March is the Winter Baseball Classic, or so a lot of teams will be re- representing their country and playing, which will be fun to watch. I'd recommend doing it into I that. I wonder if uh, Senga will be pitching for Japan. That would be fun to see a little preview of him, maybe. For sure, for sure. I know a lot of guys are playing for, you know, the Dominican Republic and, you know, their respective countries. Yep. So it should be fun to watch. One team, I think it is the DR, has a lineup, an all-star team type lineup. It's going to be amazing to watch. I think Trout's playing for Team US. That's going to be awesome. Should be fun. But other than that, yeah, no baseball for a while. Football's sort of boring. 
Yeah, I don't think our baseball update next week will be as like in depth as this week. There was a lot that happened. For sure, for sure. But uh, yeah, hopefully we can talk more positively about the Jets. If not, we'll probably be talking a lot. If they lose next week, we'll we'll be getting into it for sure. Yeah, we'll be talking about the off season sadly once again. But next week is a must win. No room for error at this point in the season, especially after losing what three in a row. Or no, two two. Three of row. our last four. I think it might even be more now. Oh, uh, because they got that one against the Bills, yeah. But they and the those Chicago pa- one, yeah. Those two Patriots lost going but all the way. But three of your last four, you went from six and three to seven and six. It's it's a huge difference going all the way back to that first New England game that we both went to. Starting then, it sort of went on essentially a little from down, that John down Franklin swing. Myers roughing the passer call. Things have been and kind of going downhill. Of course, they beat Buffalo that next week, mm-hmm. but other than that, there's just nothing been nothing. No special wins have happened. So. If you were to see a chart of momentum for the season, it would be very fluctuating. Mm-hmm. And it it's would, at a very low point right now. Yeah, probably right now it's probably at point. a Maybe probably besides one and the, two. Yeah, week one and two. Hopefully it'll be more optimistic last week, but we say that almost every week now. So we'll see. Uh, but thank you guys for listening, and uh, let us know if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. And for Queens to Jersey, I'm Steven. I'm Jason. And we'll catch you guys next week. Go Jets.